What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Cool. This is looking like high definition here. Hey everyone, how you doing? Welcome to another webinar. Really, really excited about this one. Um, thanks as well, Sharon and, and Io for, for joining. Um, so I'll do a quick intro and then we'll introduce our fantastic guests. And thanks everyone who's joined already. Really, really appreciate it when you join right at the start. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, my name's Toby. Um, I'm the founder of Diverse. You probably know who I am now. You're probably sick of all my uh, LinkedIn posts and emails and whatnot. But um, if you're not aware, I'm the founder of Diverse and uh, we essentially, we're a careers community. So supporting students and recent graduates, just in case you're new. And we work with inclusive employers that are really focused on diversity and inclusion. And what we really try and do is help uh, the students that we, we kind of have in our network as much as possible to try and land roles with those employers. So we do events like this, we do podcasts, we've got lots of videos and, and content and that sort of thing. And right now we're working with Capital One, of course, and they've got some opportunities live. Some of their summer internships are live right now. They've got a strategy summer internship and a software engineering summer internship, both for 10 weeks um, starting next summer in both London and Nottingham. So I've pinned those roles to the top of the chat there. So you should be able to see the strategy one and then the software one at the top of the chat. So we're going to get lots of tips and advice and, and information from our guests and from myself as well, hopefully, which will help give you some context and improve your applications for, for those roles. So it's going to be really helpful. We're going to be going over our top sort of application tips, what it's actually been like on the strategy internship on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, because if you haven't done an internship before, it's quite hard to know the types of things you're going to be getting up to. So we'll be finding out from our guests exactly what it's all about. And then we'll go into Q&A after that. So you've got the chat function on the left where I've put the jobs. And then just to the right of that, you've got the Q&A with the question mark there. So if you've got any questions, whack them in the uh, question tab and you can actually vote for the ones that you want to be answered by um, you know, liking it essentially. So we can get to the ones that are most important to you guys. So don't be shy, do feel free to ask any question. That's exactly why we put this on for you. So we're gonna make that super, super valuable. Um, and yeah, drop a message in the chat. Let us know who you are and uh, what uni you're representing as well. Um, I studied at Loughborough, so if anyone's from Loughborough, definitely shout that out. But let us know where you're studying and uh, yeah, and what your name is as well. And in the meantime, I'll introduce our fantastic guest. So um, Ayo, do you want to go first? Let us know um, what role you're doing at Capital One and a little bit about yourself as well. Hi, uh, my name's Ayo. Uh, I am currently a graduate software engineer at uh, Capital One. I joined uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I went to Lancaster University and I did computer science. Uh, I also had, was on the uh, Capital One internship the last summer as well. So back again. That's about me. 
Awesome, awesome. And, and Sharon, how about yourself? Yep, um, I'm Sharon, and I'm a currently a graduate strategy analyst at Capital One, joined at the same time as IO, and I was also um, on the strategy internship last summer. Um, so I'm originally from Hong Kong, moved to the UK uh, six years ago, where I've been living ever since, and um, I did PPE at Oxford. Perfect, perfect. And so you're the perfect guest because you've done both the two internships that are live now on the job board. So both software engineering and strategy analyst, guys. So we've got a perfect uh, lineup for us at the moment. Do carry on dropping your comments in, in the chat. Let us know where you're you're studying. And uh, yeah, then drop any questions in the Q&A tab just to the right of it. But um, let's dive dive straight in, you know, like to get started early. So um, let's start by talking about why Capital One. Um, because I think this is really important for people deciding where to do their internships and why to join Capital One. And uh, your answers might really help people understand why it might be right for them as well. So, uh, Sarin, we'll start with yourself. How, why did you decide Capital One was the right place for you to, to start your career? Yeah, so um, when I was originally applying for the um, for the internship, of course, I was like applying to lots of places at once. And the thing that I think sort of struck me about Capital One was how welcoming it seemed, like compared to some of the, um, I guess, other places that I, I sort of went to. Like, I remembered thinking that like at Capital One, they made like a real effort to um, make sure that people sort of started on like a fair ground when they were going through the application process, because there was like a lot of transparency about like what you were going to be assessed on and like what kind of things you should prepare and uh, expect. So like when I got to the office, it was it was also quite nice and like getting to talk to like um, some of the people who are currently strategy analysts at that time and, um, you know, getting to ask them questions about uh, the company and stuff. I, I guess it was it was just like a nice experience. And then after I did the internship, I was like, well, why not? So, yeah, just stayed here. Yeah, no, that, that's really interesting. I think how you get treated throughout the application process is really valuable. It's really value, a, a valuable lesson to learn um, because that's the type of way the company is going to treat you when you get into the role as well. So if you're really sort of welcomed and as Capital One is doing, putting a lot of effort into helping people through the process, I think that's a, a fantastic sign. And um, yeah, so that, that's really, really good to know. Io, how about you? What was it that made you decide that Capital One was the right place for you to start your career as well? Um, so I was sort of in the same situation with Chunky, where I was applying to a lot, lots of places at once. Um, I was sort of looking in the like financial tech industry. So Capital One was like a really interesting one for me because it's quite like a, a very uh, tech focused bank. There's no like in-person branches and stuff. Um, and then as I was going through all these um, application processes with all these companies, Capital One's process was a lot more, um, I guess, like more straightforward because a lot of them can be a bit um, uh, obtuse and kind of uh, frustrating. So Capital One was one of the more uh, straightforward and uh, ones that I went through. Um, and like sort of the same thing where the interview process was, was clear and I kind of got feedback fast. I, I remember I applied to one place um, in October and they only got back to me um after i'd gotten the job for capital one in like march so you know it, it can get really bad so yeah, yeah. basically uh, i appreciate the financial the tech part and also their interview process 
Yeah, that's frustrating, right? When people take forever to get back to you and sometimes employers never get back, which is which is really poor. So um, that sounds really good. And that's interesting. You've got that overlap between finance and, and tech. That's kind of perfect for you because uh, a lot of people might not know this and it's in the job description if you check it out. You know, Capital One really is, is a tech company embracing technology to um, uh, to create great products for their customers. So cool let's um let's move on then and actually just before we do move on guys i think in the audience it's important to realize that it can be so valuable coming to these webinars because you can really sort of learn a lot of tips and tricks that you're going to be applying to the application process and when you get asked um why a company why capital one you can often reference the fact that you went to one of these events and you can highlight something that really resonated with you that you learned, which is a lot more authentic than just sort of finding something on the website and, and copy and pasting it or something like that. If you can hear something that you think, oh, what I said really um, overlaps with me, then you can actually mention that in your interview and, and there's a reason to why you're applying for, for the role. Um, so let's talk about the application process then. The process is quite similar for both roles. You've got the um, initial application and online assessment then the one-way video interview where you're sort of given a question and you have to answer out loud and you get a certain amount of time to, to answer and then for the software role there's the you go straight through to the assessment center and for the strategy role you've got the case study first uh, before the assessment center and then a final interview after that so um, you both did obviously that process last year so let's talk about that. How did you find that uh, process? And have you got any tips along the way for how you think you, you did well? Um, Sarah, and I'll, I'll start with yourself. How did you find the, the application process? Well, it was it, it was challenging. Like, of course, it wasn't like a walk in the park or anything. Um, I, I think there's like a certain amount of like sort of stress to all application processes these days. And like, especially when you're doing them all at once, they can sort of like blur into each other and like, you know, feel quite overwhelming at times. So, <laughs> I mean, there, there's no exception really. But um, I did appreciate that, like when I was applying to Capital One, like it was very clear, like how many stages there were going to be and like, you know, how many times they were going to call you back. Like it wasn't like a thing where it would be like, oh, um, you passed the previous stage, so now you can get invited to like another phone interview and you don't know when you're actually going to go in and like see an actual person. So like Capture One is not like that because as, as you mentioned, there's like, you know, a set amount of stages and like you sort of know going into the process what you're going to be doing. So I think I think that part helps a lot. And um, would you like me to talk a bit about like what I found useful in like preparing or like something like that yeah why don't we start with i mean a lot of people would have done the initial application maybe we'll focus on the um well, actually if you've got any thoughts on the initial application to stand out just in case anyone hasn't done it yet what would you what would you advise for that stage then the, the online um test and initial application um I don't really remember anything about the initial application toby but for the online tests like i do recall it's pretty i think it's pretty like math focused so like i i don't know i would if, if you haven't done it yet i would like brush up on making sure that you can do like the basic math and do it quite quickly because it's not really a matter of like knowing any advanced mathematics there's like nothing that's like more advanced than like algebra there but like it's a matter of being able to do it quickly and accurately 
Yeah, and it is an analytical role, right? So it makes sense for you to sort of um, be brushing up on those sort of math skills. So it is reflective of the actual job, which is important. And then how about for the one-way video interview then? Do you remember how you prepared well for that and and uh, how that went well for you? Yeah, I did not prepare well for that one. I was actually very surprised I made it past that stage because that was the stage I thought I did the worst on. So the I think like, the one way interview, they would give you like something like two minutes to explain your thinking behind like a math problem. So like you have to solve it and then not only just like give the correct numerical answer, you also have to like explain the process that you took getting there. So like the second part there was what really tripped me up. And like I imagine trips a lot of people up because like if they give you two minutes, like if you don't have like practice with this kind of thing, it's often very hard to like know how to like express yourself succinctly and like get across like your thought process in a way that can like fit into the time limit. Like two minutes is not much at all, even though it might feel like a lot. And so like, if there's anything I would practice, it's like the process of like talking your way through like how you arrived at the solution and your thought process. So you wanna sort of make sure you've got your time management sort of done well so that you have time at the end to explain how you got to your solution so it's a little bit like school how you have to explain how you got <laughs> to your your maths uh, answer i guess yeah yeah exactly brilliant no that's that's really really helpful and um how about the sort of just like nerve side of it because i think a lot of people get nervous going into a video interview talking to a camera that's quite that's quite scary i mean i think the best way is to sort of really practice as much as you can um, but Aya, what, what did what, what do you feel about that in terms of the video um, application area? Were you were you nervous? Did, were you scared? Have you done it lots of times before, or did you just breeze through? Um, yeah, I was sort of in the same situation because I guess it's a bit hard to know how you did, and it's sort of all happening so quickly, and then before you know it's over, and then you know, these recordings are saved and stuff. Um, I think what definitely helped is that. Uh, our uni, we had a lot, a lot of a uh, career uh, sort of classes and stuff where they taught us things like, um, like a sort of having an, an elevator pitch um, or being able to explain a situation um, in a structured way. I think the STAR acronym, if you ever heard of that, um, and that sort of helped me to prepare for things for certain questions that would um, I could have like a good answer for pretty quickly, or if I if it was a question I haven't known before, I could sort of like fit my answer into that um so i think it's always going to be stressful because it's there's no other person it's just like a text on screen but as long as you sort of keep cool um and if you if you can have like do some practice questions before that beforehand because there's a lot on the internet you can find um then it should be okay hopefully uh, but that's yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting that you both mentioned you didn't think you did incredibly well or you didn't know how well you did. So I think that that's a good lesson of if you're halfway through and you think, oh, it might not be going so well, don't sort of throw it away. Just keep trying your best with each answer, um, because I think everyone's going to be a little bit stretched when you go into an application process. That's kind of what it's for. So you've just got to do your best and, and keep going throughout the process. And I would say, you know, practice as much as you can. I, I would sort of. I always like to practice the why me, why this role, why why this company, and um, I, I actually like to record myself on a screen and and answer those questions out loud so that when I go into the real thing, I feel like I'm warmed up and I'm sort of ready to go. So I think that's a good way to go for the sort of competency side of, of things. Um, how about for and and so we'll we'll jump around between the two of you, but for I for 
the case study element of the process. Is there any uh, tips you can share to help people with that? Because I think that's probably the, the hardest part of this initial sort of application process, right? Before the, the assessment center. So the case study part, I think, is this for an interview process? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was quite a while ago, so I'm not sure if I remember <laughs> that part, if I have that. <laughs> no or, problem. You must have yeah. breezed through it quite easily. Well, what, what I would say is um, there's the, there's a Bright Network uh, example. I don't know if you remember doing this IO, but there's a sort of Bright Network example that Capital One uh, provide, and you can go and practice uh, similar examples uh, to what you'll see in the actual case studies. That's, that's a really good thing to do. Also on the uh, YouTube channel, well, on the Capital One website, there's a case study being filmed, an American one. So it's a little bit cheesy, um, but that's also quite helpful uh, as well. And anyone who does want those resources or, or if you haven't got hold of them yet, then just drop me an email. Um, I'll put my email in, in a chat and you can you can reach out to me. Um, so so we, we've gone on, we've gone on to the assessment center now. So the virtual assessment center. Tell me a little bit about that, uh, Shirin. What, what, how did you find that? Was it, was it a big group? Uh, I guess you did yours online during, during COVID, right? I, I did mine in person because this, uh, this was before COVID. This was when we were recruiting for uh, the internship. Um, yeah, so the in-person in assessment center was, was like, a lot like the case study interview but like with a few more pieces on it so like i'm not sure if the case study was like a strategy only thing maybe that's why like io doesn't like recall doing anything of the sort but like sure. it was like it was it was very much like there was one case study interview which was like a harder version of the um the video or phone case study and um then there were like a couple other like interviews i think one of them was more behavioral sort of like the questions that you would usually expect like you know um in 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 a kind of like assessment center behavioral interview and another one was um i can't quite remember what it was but like i think there were i think there were three interviews so uh, as well as like a group exercise maybe that was the third interview yeah there was one where it was like a small group of like four or so people and you had to like sort of work on a task together and like come up with some sort of um answer or proposal so that i mean that was a little bit intimidating for me honestly because it's like you know you're in a group of people and like you're all applying for like the same position so it can feel a little bit like you know you want to say your piece and you like need to get like a word in but honestly like I, I don't think like I talked that much during the group interview, like I made sure to talk at some point and like get in a contribution, but like you don't necessarily have to be like talking for most of the time to do do well in that sort of exercise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now I think I asked you I, about the case study, but you're right, that's for the strategy role, isn't it? So we'll come back to that. But um, no, that, that's, a, that's a good point to make. I think often what people make the mistake of going into assessment center is that they sort of assume that you're all competing against each other. And that's, that's really not the case because oftentimes you're actually applying for different roles. So you could um, you could both be hired, you and the person that you're sitting next to, um, or it could be different regions, or they could just be hiring multiple people for each role. So um, you kind of don't want to see it as a competitive thing, especially in the group exercise. You want to support each other because ultimately the better you do as a group in the task, the more likely you are to progress to the next stage. So um, there's a few different ways to perform well, and we'll see what IO uh, did as, as well. 
Um, but it's really important if you are a little bit quieter or you see someone else is a little bit quieter, then try and bring them out of the shell by asking them questions and bringing them into the task and asking what they think as well. Those are the types of traits and qualities that employers really, really want to see. Um, but Io, how about yourself? Do you remember what you did well during the assessment center? Or do you have any, any tips on it generally? Uh, yeah, I do remember. So mine was in person as well. Um, I'm not sure if that made it easier or harder than a virtual one. Um, but I had uh, two other people with me. Uh, they were applying for different positions, so it didn't feel too competitive. Uh, but still, I sort of wanted to make sure I had my contribution. I felt like um, that it was definitely a thing where the best thing would be to is to work together. Because I feel like uh, if you were just trying to think about yourself, it would be quite obvious to the interviewer. Um, uh, and in addition to that, um, our format was like they gave us a situation and then things kept kept changing and you had to sort of think on your feet as well. So I feel like that was really good to experience. And if you've got like any methods of sort of on feet thinking, be a really good one to uh, prepare for for that. Uh, but yeah, in general, I, f I feel like just w like what you said about asking other members in your team would be a really good thing. So definitely not to view it as a super competitive thing. But um, just try the best that you can, basically. It seems kind of boring, but it's kind of what it is. Yeah, no, no. I think that's that's really, really important. You know, you've got to collaborate and work as the team. And sometimes people go in and they they want to have their voice heard, and they're a little bit too like domineering. And uh, maybe some employers prefer that, but I think generally speaking, um, sometimes that doesn't look good if you're if you're you know stepping over people or interrupting them when they're trying to explain a point. You want to be more of a collaborator that's trying to pull the strings and, and help out. Um, uh, Sharon, was there anything else you wanted to add on assessment centers that you think went well for, for you? Oh, Sharon's just uh, disappeared. <laughs> Probably cut off there with the signal, but I'm sure she'll be sure she'll be back. Um, but oh yeah, the, so after the assessment center, you've got the final round interview. So um, talk to us a little bit about that and, and share any interview tips you've got as, as well. Um, how did you find the, the final round interview? I'm sure Sharon will come back shortly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess for me, since I was doing a uh, uh, tech position, it was sort of a code pairing interview, which is basically where you sit with someone and they give you a problem and then you sort of solve the problem uh, with code. Um, and I guess it's definitely a, a bit, it's sort of different uh, coding by yourself and coding while someone's behind you watching you. Um, so I feel like it's definitely not super easy, but with problem Capital One gave was, um, I think quite straightforward. It wasn't like a super advanced, um, maths question or anything. It was, I think it's mostly about to see how you deal, uh, working with another person and sort of explaining the code as you're going along. So like, I think you might feel the pressure while doing it to be perfect and not make any, any mistakes, but, um, really as long as you're communicating with the other person. Um, walking through the the solutions you might have and things like that and comparing different solutions you have and just talking about it is probably the most important thing so if you were in that situation i think the last thing you do is like stay silent and panic because uh, they're not really there to um like yeah yeah so it's again it's sort of being collaborative and working together and then similar to what Saren said for the uh, strategy role, it's, you know, doing the task, but then also explaining how you got there, right, is almost as important by the sounds of it. Yeah, pretty much.
Awesome. Awesome. Well, let, let's focus a little bit more on the your, your role then as we wait for Sharon to, to come back. For anyone who is preparing to get a software engineering role or a developer role, you know, with Capital One or anywhere else, it, in terms of sort of gearing up for that and improving your CV, were there any sort of platforms that you use to put together a portfolio or to practice coding that you thought was really, really useful um, prior to this? Yeah, I have a few things. Um, one thing which seems a bit obvious, but I think um, I don't think many people know about it, is that LinkedIn can sort of automatically create a CV for you. So, you know, it was quite easy because I I know how people have trouble writing their CV or updating all the time or keeping track of it. But I just had could just keep my LinkedIn updated and then just in the profile settings you can just download it and it looks like a really nice CV. So that was one thing. Um, another thing was uh, for a lot of software engineering positions, you mm -hmm. they get you to do like a programming puzzle or test on some sort of site. And they sort of range in difficulty. Uh, the Capital One one was quite fair. I think if any computer science students here know, know a thing about FizzBuzz, uh, that might not make any sense, but um, that was sort of the question that I got asked. FizzBuzz, uh, what was that? Um, it's basically, I don't know if you played this game in primary school where like um, you get each person says a number and if it's an uh, even number you say fizz and if it's an odd number you say buzz and if it's both you say fizz buzz so okay. you basically have writing a program to do that exact same thing um it's a bit weird when you say it out loud but um <laughs> uh, and and where, where can people go to find to find that uh yeah so there's a few resources one's pretty probably one is called uh, leads code uh mm -hmm. and it's got like tons of different interview questions that basically all companies uh use in their interviews so it's a really cool one that you can, if you wanted to just like really, I guess, scram um, and then have all the solutions for most interview questions. And that would be super useful. Um, and also general interview advice, but for definitely for software engineering, it's really useful to uh, practice those uh, problems. Um, I'd also say if on your course, you have um, a module about data structures and algorithms to definitely pay a lot of attention because I know it's a bit weird because the uni courses doesn't really focus on it on it as much. Mine didn't didn't really make it as an important thing for a career, but um, it's actually really useful knowledge in an interview. So, so, so yeah, uh, leak code awesome. definitely. So leak code is the place to go. And then to showcase, do, do you use GitHub as well to like link out to your projects or? Yeah, um, yeah, I use GitHub for as like my personal site. You can make your own personal site as well if you want to. Um, that's another thing, uh, having some personal projects or maybe some uni projects on your GitHub is a really good one because sometimes an employer will check your GitHub if you've done anything and it just looks good that if you've got work you're doing outside of uni and have some kind of projects that where you've done like a significant amount of work and stuff and you can talk about it in an interview as well. Absolutely. And I think <laughs> Sarah's gone. I, guess, I think she might be having some trouble with, with your internet. So, uh, but we'll, we'll power through and hopefully she can jump back on in a little bit. Um, now, I think that's what you mentioned now is super valuable as well, because it's so, so important for employers to see what you're doing outside of your course and outside of even summer internships and, and that sort of thing. Um, because that really helps you stand out in the application process, because a lot of people might have a similar background to you but only you can be your sort of 
unique self and create your own uh, website if it's a coding rated or your own projects, your own courses. Um, and just really have pride in anything you do as well in terms of like part-time jobs or volunteering or caring. That can also be sometimes even more impressive, even more valuable um, and can definitely help you get some internships. And if you don't have a huge amount of experience, that's absolutely fine because that's really um, not what they're looking for at, at this level. Um, and just having spoke to Capital One as well, what I think is, is really important is to be really honest and um, unique to you and personal with when you give in your, your answers. So as best you can, um, try not to give sort of generic answers, but be very specific and personal to you. Um, and that that would that would help. I'll, I'll make Sarah in the presenter again if I can. But um, uh, I will, I'll throw throw it over to you. And and in the meantime, tell us what a typical day looks like for you then on this ten week internship. Like uh, you're working. Are you in London? Are you in Nottingham? What does your normal day look like? Is, is there a lot of just sort of listening and learning, or do you get a lot of responsibility? Talk talk me through that. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, I wanted to add something onto what you were saying because I missed that. Go for it, please do. Um, we said like other things, like uh, other extracurriculars. I feel like um, something that helped me a lot was um, volunteering to be like a assistant in one of the labs and stuff for my course. So I could, I feel like teaching other people programming is a great way to help you learn more as well. And also there's things like Code Club where you can volunteer um, to teach kids coding, which I felt it's a nice way to a nice thing to put on your CV and talk about, and also, you know, helps you learn. Um, I just wanted to point that one out. Yeah, put that in the chat to Code Club. I spoke. I hope I spelled that right. Leet Code, L E E T. Yeah. That's right, right? Yeah. Perfect. Or any Perfect. sort of opportunity to teach program. Like, I was awesome. like second year, and I could be like a lab assistant for first years. So it was just a good way to to learn and also teach other people. I feel like you learn from teaching. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So the internship. Yeah, I think this was the first Actually, time. I, before we move on to that, while Sharon's here, maybe we'll just hear from her quickly just before she disappears again. If you, if yeah. you, if you are, if the internet's not holding up. Before we move on to what you're getting up to on a day-to-day -day basis here in IO, um, do you have any more tips on the case study phase to help anyone out on that part or the or the final round interview that you want to share, Sharon? Yep. Um, so I, I guess like to add on to all the generic case study advice that's sort of thrown around, I would say that the Capital One case study is like slightly different from like the sort of average consulting style case study interviews that like are often given just because like I think it's slightly more like quantitative and slightly more based on like they'll give you like a set of numbers or like a set of data and that's something that you have to like interpret and like it's very much like numbers focused so like it's not really it's not as important that you have like a good sense of business acumen or like a sense of like you know general like um i guess knowledge around the sort of subject area or like knowledge of like consulting basics as it might be in like a, a proper consulting case study interview like they're not looking for you to like go through consulting frameworks or anything it's it is very much a matter of like taking the data as it comes and interpreting it so that might like sort of slightly change the way that you prepare. Brilliant, brilliant. That's really helpful. And so, yeah, we've got a question from Demi, Demi Ladi there. And yeah, do keep the questions coming as we go through these answers. We'll get to all of those at the end. Um, but let us know, whatever you're wondering, this is exactly what we're putting on these sessions for, so we can help you and answer your questions. So do let us know whatever is on your mind. Uh, but Ayo, I interrupted you. You were about to tell us about your experience on the internship. Talk us through that. 
Yeah. Um, so I think, so our internship was, I think the first one they did that was online. So I think they definitely changed. It was, it was actually quite good. I wouldn't have known that they've never done an online internship before. Um, so my, basically at the start of the internship, the, the typical day was a lot of um, Zoom calls, basically, sort of introducing the company, introducing different tech aspects of the company, um, introducing, uh, working on like, like training presentations as well for different tech or like skills, um, explaining credit, um, just a, a lot of knowledge. I think, um, I think now they said they want to sort of spread the calls out more because I think when we did it, it was sort of back to back. So it was a, we were a bit fatigued. Um, every day there's like a lot of Zoom calls, but it was their first time doing it. Um, so, but generally the day to day at the start was just a lot of learning and you do have to do like a lot of training as well. Um, and then sort of after the first weeks, after the training was mostly done and getting settled into the team, um, it was sort of, at least for me, was talking with my team that you get like a mentor and a buddy, at least for software engineers. And so your buddy sort of like shows you around and you can go to for any questions about your, your code or something you're working on or the team. Um, my mentor sort of showed me around on how to do things and explain a lots of tech stuff for me so I could like contribute to the team. Um, so from then on, after the training, it was sort of communicating with them and then figuring out a piece of work, um, doing it, and then getting some feedback from my mentor and also my manager as well, and just sort of continuing doing that to the end. Also, I guess there was a lot of, since I think since on Zoom, it's a bit harder to be social because you have to do it more deliberately. So I'd say that I also involved like, you know, putting the effort to make like catch-ups and stuff and chats with people on your team because if you didn't they might just not know you're there because it's all virtual so that's another one yeah that's that's really important to go out your way to put time in uh, in the diaries of team members just even to have a quick coffee chat right for 15 20 minutes to learn more about them and what they what they do so that that's really really useful so first couple of weeks lots of learning lots of learning about obviously tech and then credit as well um and on the zoom calls it sounds like you were the guinea pigs and now they've uh, now they've got the process even better so uh, yeah, you, you, got, you went through that for everyone else that's perfect and then uh then, then you get to building and you've got a buddy there to look after you to, to learn then that's 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 fantastic do you remember any any specific types of examples of things that you would work on is it is it mobile is it, is it app based is it you know cyber security just sort of broadly what kind of things were you getting up to um yeah on a, on Instrip, we were working in services, and this is basically Capital One's back end. It does stuff like when someone goes on the app and they need a new plan, the service fix, brings up like figures out a plan and sends it. Um, ours, our work was sort of changing the way um, the plans were calculated to give more time for people to pay down interest, basically according to like new government regulation. So um, it was quite interesting because it seemed like a simple change, but it actually involved uh, a fair amount of work to properly test it and verify that it works. And I learned a lot doing it. And it's also sort of interesting how like a small change with credit can help a customer uh, quite a bit. Um, so yeah, that was sort of specifics of what I was working on. That's and pretty also, good. That's pretty good. A bug here and there. Fixing a bug here and there. I'm sure yeah. you, you're doing a lot of that. Um, how, how about you yourself, Siren? So what were you getting up to on your 10 week internship? 
Yeah, so in strategy, we had like, we were given a sort of project which was meant to take the full 10 weeks or like nearly the full 10 weeks. And so like, it would be like a bit of analysis, like a question that you would you would have to answer by looking at, you know, data and talking to different people who had like, each had like a part of the answer. So I was looking at like, how we could use data from like a particular app that um, Capital One was running at that time to sort of make better decisions in lending. And so I, I what I did a lot of was like, looking at the data, like, day to day, a lot of uh, a lot of SQL, which is like the database language that like, uh, strategy analysts will use like generally on a day-to-day -day basis a lot of like excel work spreadsheets a lot of um just zoom calls with different people who like you know had a bit more context or like background or ideas on like what what they thought it would be like a good direction to go in so like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of different things in the job a lot of different skills that you might uh you might be switching between all towards like the sort of big project that you're doing as part of your internship yeah, so it sounds like both of you working on real sort of practical, you know, real world problems, right? Not just sort of um, spending the 10 weeks just listening or shadowing, you know, you're actually getting involved in real world things. And I think you're probably working on similar projects from, you know, obviously strategy lens and then IO behind the scenes with, with the code. So, and, and you both mentioned credit and customers there, right? So it really seems to align with the main goal of Capital One, which is, to sort of serve customers in the best possible way in this world of, of credit. And if anyone doesn't uh, know what that's all about, you can check our uh, strategy, uh, well not strategy, the graduate session that we did a couple of weeks ago where we really dived into credit a little bit more um, and what that is and what that's all about. But fundamentally, you know, it's uh, people have credit ratings, credit scores, and you can improve your rating over time by using a credit card and taking a borrowing a little bit and each month and then paying it back to build up your score over time. And what it's important to do is, is decide how much credit to give to each individual person as a, as a customer, as a credit card customer. And so a lot of this technical stuff needs to go in the background to decide um, all of those little things. So that, that's super, super interesting. How about then the transition? Because we've got a lot of people in the audience who are current students now at, at various universities. Um, and they're going to be transitioning into the working world. So I think it'd be interesting for them to hear from you guys what that was like. Did you have any sort of challenges transitioning for the first sort of time? Um, or, you know, what would you advise for someone who's about to make that journey as well? So what, what's your thoughts on that? Either you can take, take that one. Um, the number one thing I've been getting to grips with, I'd say, like, in my past month of uh, starting this new job is like time management like really like even less than university like absolutely nobody will will tell you what to do or how to spend your time and like nobody will care if you like don't show up to lectures or whatever like obviously you have to show up to uh work you have to keep showing up to work to not get fired but like other than that it's very much like your time is something that you have to plan out and like you have to figure out how you want to use it so like whether that's like making a strict schedule and sticking to it or like having a broad idea of like what goals you want to achieve and then like doing them like i mean like a lot of things outside of work but like it all adds up and it all like affects each other so just having like a great ha having like that decent idea of like what you want to get done in your time and like especially being able to set boundaries around that as well so like capital one is very good at making sure like that your work life does not leak into your life life like compared to like 
other companies that people people have been at before when they talk about it they say that like like chapter one is much better at like you know not emailing you like at like 11 in, at night and expecting you to respond like absolutely it's very much a thing where like after you clock out like your life is your own but then the other side of that is that like you do have to like get to grips with like managing it and like being able to you know set boundaries on like on your time and like set a schedule for yourself so that's the big thing for me and any tips on that did you do like time blocking or uh, to-do lists or how have you managed to get over that um the biggest thing for me has been not planning what i'm doing at the same time as i'm actually doing it so like i have my time where like i plan my time and then once it comes to actually following the schedule i don't have to think about it anymore and i just follow it and i feel that that helps take the load out of it a lot because like if you're planning while you're trying to do it do the thing itself um it can get very stressful and feel like you're always running out of time yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. Yeah, you and they say, you know, every time you switch activities, you're gonna it takes you, I don't know, a few minutes to actually adjust again and, and focus again. So you kind of wanna block time, work on specific tasks and then move on. So that planning sounds really important. How about you, Io? What was the uh, transition been like for you then from student to now uh, working employee? Yeah, I think I gonna echo a lot of the same sentiments there were it's definitely a lot less like hand holding so you know there's no strict you do have like a calendar but there's no strict lecture schedule and you don't get set assignments with clear requirements or anything so there's going to be a, a lot of uh sort of tr transitioning to that i guess adult life where you have to be more on your feet and kind of really expect you know uh just things to be done for you i guess or things to be exactly clear so that's sort of me you'll have to look out for and adjust for. Um, I guess also, I'd say it'd be good to, I guess, when you're like leaving uni and stuff, it's sort of semi-related to work, but also you don't want like, um, you want to stay in touch with people or make sure you have like have friends you can sort of take time off work as well with. Because I know, I think depending on your situation, it might, might be leaving a lot of people behind it, stuff like that. So I think it's also important to make sure you've got some extra stuff you're doing as well. I feel like when I'm working, if I have only work to think about, I do uh, worse at work. So yeah, having sort of hobbies and stuff, I think can be a lot more important as an adult than a student for some reason. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what I'd say. Yeah, and you really value those weekends now, right? Where you can yeah, switch up and rest, you know, even more so than when you're a student. So I'll um, I'll maybe give up one last question and then we'll get to, uh, there's a couple of questions uh, in there already. Uh, as I do, guys, last chance to, to drop in a, a question in the questions tab and uh, we'll make sure we, we get to all of those. Um, but yeah, I guess just to sort of wrap up from my side then, why i'd love to know from 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 both of you because a lot of people might be thinking do i need to do a summer internship you know it's 10 weeks i might want to go on a holiday or i might want to be i don't know chilling out watching netflix all, all summer what would be your reason for saying uh why an internship you think is is important to you uh for your career so um for anyone who's wondering maybe trying to decide whether or not to do a summer internship why do you think it was important for, for both of you? Shireen, I'll start with yourself and then, then I. 
um it feels it feels like there's the obvious reason that like it's often easier to like get a job through an internship or like with internship experience than without but also i think like on a personal level like for the person who is doing the internship it's a good way of finding out whether whether you'll like the job or whether you might actually hate it like there are definitely people i'd say like people i know who have done internships and then figured out that like that was not what they wanted to do at all and then like later went on to like apply for something else for full time and like found really like and like you know definitely found uh, were successful at finding something that was like a much better fit for them and you wouldn't know that unless you've done the internship definitely yeah finding out what you don't want to do i think is probably even more valuable in, in a lot of ways um to try it and then make sure you don't waste any time by getting a graduate scheme in a place that you, you don't want to be in. So that that's that's a really good answer. How about how about yourself, Ayo? Yeah, I think for me, um, I always had this idea because I've done programming computer science for a while, and I just really wanted to to know how it's like in an actual business because assignments in, at uni and stuff like that are very different from actual work. But I didn't know what actual work was like. So it was, I really wanted to see what it was like to see, um, because I feel like as you're an intern, you're, you've gotten a lot of, uh, like lead to ask questions and not know things. And it's sort of the perfect opportunity to like learn about everything because no one really expects you to, to, you know, be like a, to know everything basically. Um, and so also it's, it's for like a manageable amount of time, like a whole year. So you can know if you really don't like it or not. But for me, the most valuable thing was just getting some experience of what it's going to be like, because I don't really like going into something where I don't know what it's going to be like. But now we got the internship, I know what it's like. And I think that's given me a, like a lot more confidence for applying to any uh, to graduate positions and any other positions as well. Um, and also it does look quite good on the CV. So it's kind of yeah, and of course, it's worked for both of you, right, because you found roles that you're really happy with following on from the internship. So it's clearly a way to get your foot in the door, uh, make a good impression for 10 weeks, you know, network internally, figure out which role you want to do. And and once people see you and you've been in their team and they like you, they're much more you know, willing to offer you a position as a graduate. So it's obviously a great stepping stone in your career as well. So that's uh, that's really good, really good to hear. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's wrap up and get to the, the questions then. Um, so a question for Sharon, um, how do you prepare for case studies? Are there any websites that you would suggest uh, to do that? So any resources uh, that you would call out there for, for case study practice? Yeah, um, for Capital One, I, I think like the, the best resource is the ones that uh, Capital One publishes themselves. So as you mentioned, Toby, there is there is like I think an example on the website. Um, when you get invited to the um, to the case interview they also do send you like some materials to prepare including like i think an example or two of like what a case study might look like so i i don't know if those are also available publicly but if you get invited they definitely will send you over like more preparation material yeah i think that's the that's the key point to make really i think i've, I've spoken to people who've applied and then sort of dived into all the assessments without looking uh, what's in the email which is you know resources to help you get through you know they're really committing time to help you get through the process 
So definitely don't ignore that. Use the examples they've given. I think they're bright network and uh, where they show you that some of the maths that you, you know, they want you to be practicing going in and that will really help you and reach out to myself. I'll put my um, uh, email address in the chat, although I'm sure you'll, you'll all have it by now. And anyone who does get through to um, the, the interview process, you know, if it's a video interview, reach out and we'll um, we'll put some time in with you to just help you prepare for the process and talk about this a little bit more in detail. So I've whacked my um, email in there. Uh, then the next question from Fuad, I'm a master's student and I have a one-year placement starting March 2020. And uh, are there any opportunities in Capital One for me? So I'm not sure exactly... Um, uh, when you'll be graduating. So if you'll be graduating 2023, then you'll be eligible for these two internships, which I've tagged to the top of the chat. Um, both the software and the strategy 10 week summer internship are open for 2023 graduates. Um, if you're graduating in 2022, then they have the software uh, graduate scheme live now. Um, so there should be plenty of opportunities there for you. Um, if you don't graduate in one of those years, if you graduate in 2024, then they've got a one-year placement as well. Um, and so all of that is, is on the job board. And then lastly, uh, what made you choose to apply for an internship at Capital One? So you might have missed that. We covered that a little bit at the beginning, but um, is there anything else that, that you guys want to share which made you apply for Capital One versus another organization that we, we didn't cover at the start? Um, anything I know that come, comes to mind? Um, yeah, sort of generally the same thing. I was quite interested in uh, financial and technology and capital one. It's quite, it's kind of one of the uh, forerunners in that in the UK, along with some other banks. Um, also, their interview process was sort of the most, uh, I think, straightforward one I've had after applying to a lot of them. So it was really good. Brilliant. And how about yourself, Sharon? Yeah, I, I like the intersection of uh, business and tech. Um, and uh, I, I, I guess I also like talked to someone who'd been through the whole like internship grad scheme at like a careers fair and like they spoke quite highly of it. So why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I think they, they do really have a unique, you know, intersection there between business and slash finance and tech as well. So if you're interested in that world, then it's a fantastic place to start and a real focus on learning and development, which we haven't really mentioned, but it's been sort of dropped in throughout the mentors that you had, the buddies that you had um, to really help you progress in your career, where some places you go, it might just be about sort of delivering on that task, whereas Capital One is a place where they see you are starting your career and helping you progress into the future as well. So that I think is, is really, really valuable. Um, so yeah, let's let's leave it there. I think that was really, really helpful. We've talked about the application process, what it's like, and you're both really enjoying the, the scheme. So uh, I'm happy for both of you to have, have done that and made that journey. And I'm sure there's lots of people listening that are now keen to join you both there as well. So really, really appreciate that. We'll be sending out the recording, probably comes straight after this one, actually. Um, I would recommend if you're interested in any of those roles, do, do apply early. Um, the initial application is, is quite a quick one. And, you know, you, you just don't want to miss out on the deadline and, and they are able to, you know, close at any time once they feel that they've got enough applications. So um, try and take on board what you've learned today, reference it throughout the application process and reach out if you uh, need any support. But um, yeah, Shireen and Ayo, thanks so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, all the best for your careers at, at Capital One. Thanks, Toby. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, Rose.
no problem. No problem. Wrap it up there. Thanks so much, everyone in the audience. Do drop me a comment. Um, drop me an email. Let me know how you found this session and what you think was really, really valuable as well. So we can keep these coming. We're going to be doing these more and more often now. So uh, yeah, let me know what you thought. But um, I'll end it there. Thanks, everyone. Really appreciate it. Bye. Bye, guys.